the most beautiful place in the world, where a Tar Heel blue sky blankets Murphy on its way to the Tennessee border. It's a long way from Raleigh and the Outer Banks, but we're living in Carolina too. In fact, you might call it Extreme Carolina. With more, here's Michael Borkman. Good morning, good morning, and welcome, welcome everyone to the show Extreme Carolina, the show that features people, topics, and all kinds of goings-on here in the North Georgia and the North Carolina mountains. And today we have a guest with us that is a very, very special guest. And we just want to share with you all some really, really good, good news you can use today. And today we have uh, in the studio somewhat on our brand new spanking podcast. And uh, today we will have uh, Michelle Santana. She has written a couple of books and she's a local to the area. She's from Atlanta, but now lives in the upper North Georgia area in the Blairsville area. And she's written a couple of books. And these are some powerful books. One is the first one was uh, Tell It All My Son. And the latest one, which we'll probably talk more about, is called To Hell and Back. And her name is Michelle Montana, Montana or Santana. I don't, I don't know what's going on here this morning. I can't talk. <laughs> but anyway, it's all good. But anyway, we want to welcome Michelle Santana to the show, to Extreme Carolina. Welcome, welcome to the show. Thank uh, you. Good to be here well, with you. Well, thank you very much. We appreciate it. And uh, we're going to just dive right into it. And uh, just uh, talk a little bit about your background. Now, you had, uh, I said at the top of the show that you were originally from Atlanta, Georgia, and yes. you were born in Atlanta. Downtown, Downtown Atlanta. Downtown at Grady? <laughs> were you, you Grady Hospital? No, no, Crawford Long. Crawford Long. Oh, that is original Atlanta. Yeah. That goes way back. Yeah, see, yeah. most people in Atlanta, they're not from Atlanta. They're from somewhere else. And right. <laughs> you were born there. So you can you can actually tell some serious uh, Atlanta stories. But uh, so now that you spent your entire childhood and adulthood down there, you what made you want to come up to the North Georgia mountains? My grandfather is from up here near Jasper, Georgia, yeah, near Jasper. Okay. And, and he moved to Atlanta for for um, work opportunities. Mm-hmm. But he was. okay. And, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yes, he was born up here, so I wanted to go back to my roots. Go back to your roots, did you now? All right. Yes. So now, do you like here? Now, I know it's a crazy question. <laughs> you like the mountains better than the city life? Oh, yes. Who wouldn't? Yeah, who wouldn't? Well, you'd be surprised. It's some people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they I come up here, they say, Man, you, how, we got to go how far to get to Walmart? I mean, you know, they, <laughs> they yeah. think everything should be just around the corner. But uh, being right. that we up in the mountain, we know that and we appreciate that. We don't like things on top of us. You know, we like them spread right. out a little bit and drive down the road without sitting in traffic for uh, could be hours, just depending on what's going uh, on. Yes. So that's great. Well, so now let me ask you this. So have you always been interested in being a writer? No. Well, that's the first that's <laughs> the first question I want to get into. What was it? That caused you to get into being a writer. What 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 just stuck out one day to say, you know, I think I want to write about this. Well, in my adult life, I've always wanted to write my story, but when I heard about a little girl's story on the Amber Alert, her bravery inspired me to write my book, Tell It All My Son. So I wrote it and published it 
Nice, nice. You know, and for the folks that are listening, thank everybody for tuning in to Extreme Carolina. But I love the fact that the name of the book, uh, this last one is To Hell and Back, which actually, yes. which actually follows the horrific events that occurred in one family's life. Uh, you, the author, uh, talks about your own experience in dealing with childhood sexual abuse and family mental illness. And you are very frank and forthcoming about these uh, things that happen in your life. Yes, I wow. am. Wow. And you put them in a book, <laughs> you know, which is amazing. But now <laughs> when you heard about the Amber Alert for that child, that caused you to go and get your pen and uh, to start yes. writing. And so yes. so when you did that and you said, well, I'm going to just write this story. And you talked about your life. So at that time, tell us. How did you kind of get going? Because you've never written a book before. How did that come about? I have, I had a good, very good counselor who specialized in trauma and she helped guide me through the process. I actually tried to get help, but for some reason, I guess God wanted me to write it by myself. So I did. <laughs> How about that? So you're counselor, but you were in counseling. At the time you, yes. that you started to write the book. And so your yes. counselor was obviously leading you, guiding you, uh, somewhat mentoring you as well at the same time. Yes. And so, so exactly. what was it about her story that tied close to the, the story you wanted to write about? The story of not being believed. <laughs> Her mom didn't believe it happened. She reported it to the school. And so her stepdad moved her, her family away. And that's exactly what happened to me. And the, her story actually brought back a flashback of my dad moving me away from Atlanta when I told my grandfather and I was called a liar. Mm. So that's what connected me to her, the, her bravery. The bravery to step out. Yes. Yes. Do because that's so in. Uh, important and, and just heartfelt. And you had never before wanted to do that. You never wanted to come out and say exactly what happened to you. And so. Well, not, not in so many ways as I did then. Okay. But seeing someone else, uh, not being held back by the, the, uh, being afraid to say what had happened. And, uh, that, that's right. so, oh gosh, I could, I could feel that, you know, because you don't, yes. you don't want anyone else to feel what you felt and you were afraid, right. you know, to, uh, you wanted to, your, your family, your mother and, and them to be safe and not to be hurt any more than they were. Is that, uh, what you're saying now? Yes. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. The, uh, uh, how much did writing her story helped you with your own healing. I believe it was extraordinary mm. in helping me heal. Hmm. Her, her story connecting to mine, me writing my book, publishing it, even though I went through more hell as a result of publishing the book. Mm. I bet that was gut-wrenching at that time. Yes. But you yes. were determined. Yes. You, you, and did you ever want to just say, you know what, this is too much. I can't write this. Did that ever cross your mind? No. No, <laughs> sir. Didn't. I'm getting this out. No. This has been on my back for yeah. way too long. 
And, uh, so yes. then, so what about the support? Did you get any along the way? Did that what really helped you to get it going while you were healing? Yes. Ah. Yes. I had lots of support from my uh, local church. Yeah. I saw where you down, down in Oxford, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And now here I do. I have lots of support. Tar Heel basketball, Cam's Panthers. Asheville's eclectic nightlife and the Great Smoky Mountains. It belongs to us, too, out here in extreme Carolina. Once again, here's Michael Borkman. Welcome back, everyone, to the show Extreme Carolina. And today we're here with our guest, Michelle Santana. She has written a couple of books, and uh, today we're talking about to hell and back as it follows some horrific events that occurred in her life. So uh, thank you for being with us again today, Michelle. We really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us. And You're welcome. We were talking on the other side about healing and how you were healing uh, through having the support of your family. Now, yes. this support that you had, was some of that the same people you had before you came out and said, wrote the books? Yes, my church. I had more church, more support from my church family. Okay, church family. I did have, I did have support from my family, but it was more, um, the church was more beneficial to me. Hmm. Why do you say that? Yes. Uh, maybe because my family was going through their issues of the hell that we were going through, and they weren't able to be the the support I needed. Ah, I understand now. And yes. it's like they were living it with you. Always. Yes. And whereas that the people at the church could be somewhat objective. Yes. <laughs> and that would help you. And they could be that strong shoulder to lean on as you had. So yes. that is great because now we have, we have you, you now went through that and now you're being by sharing your story like this, there's someone listening to this show that uh, is listening and wanting to know they went through the same thing or something similar, and they want to know how, what can you say to them, Michelle, that would help them in their issues right now? What can you reach out and say to those folks that are listening to this show so that they don't have to continue to go through the hell that they're doing? Speak out to somebody that will listen that would be supportive for them. Hmm. The, the NAMI National Alliance on Mental Illness up here in the mountains was very beneficial to me. Say the name of that one more time so we can. NAMI, NAMI, National Alliance on Mental Illness. Okay. And they were a big help to you? Yes, Linda Beaver, who is our president of our NAMI. Shout out to Linda. There you go. Yes. All right. We'll have to have her listening to our show because we <laughs> want to spread the word. So yes. great. So uh, someone that is going through mental illness and, and I guess that type of uh, horrific stuff happening to you will lead to mental illness. Yes. And yes. Uh, and you, it's surprising how many people that have mental illness has been through what I've been through. That is unbelievable. So 
sexual assault uh, or sexual uh, or just any of that as a kid. Yeah. Because that will hinder your development and yes. uh, lead you right into that mental illness. Which, yes. Which had, I mean, you know, all of us got family and none of us are like what you call <laughs> normal. <laughs> we all got something <laughs> yeah. with us. I mean, you know, but, uh, but so you're saying though that people need to see it early and as parents, we need to listen. So because you were saying yes. people didn't believe her as well as some people didn't believe you early on either. No, exactly. That that's my mission is to get people to listen to me, help encourage parents to report sexual abuse to the authorities and have the person locked up. So you know, they they can be taken off the streets and not hurt children. Hmm. Wow. That's my mission. That's and and to bring healing heal, healing and recovery to a child when they are a child. Mm. You know, that is so strong right there, because if you yeah. could get them help when they're a child, then they wouldn't have these uh, uh, psychotic or whatever events, mental yes. illnesses when they get older as an adult. Yes. Wow. Yes. Post-traumatic stress disorder. That's what it's called. P-S-T-E-D. Yes. Yes. Wow, that is so powerful. We really appreciate you uh, stepping up and stepping out and being willing to say this. So you live through that and, and, and you actually told someone, but they didn't believe you. I told my grandfather he believed me. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's one, but the one who. But, but I was taken away from him. <laughs> yeah, when they moved you away. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that, that, that makes sense. So, but the one who you wanted to believe you was your, your mother. Mother. Yes. So, uh, let me ask you this. Have y'all since, uh, reconciled and got a chance to be together or, or to get this behind you? I believe we reconciled this, um, in a good way before she died in 1995 mm -hmm. from mental illness and, uh, and a heart defect. Mm, that is so, so that's tough. That's really yeah. tough. I mean, you, you were dealing with double, probably triple uh, emotions at that time. Yes. In 1995. Yes. Wow. That is so. I mean, it's like my whole childhood came pouring back at me and it wasn't nothing like I thought it was because I blocked all of the trauma out. Hmm. That is amazing. And, uh, but then you started to get some help and that truly, yes. truly was the thing that made yes. you, that made it be, um, now let me ask you this, just kind of going forward a little bit. Now with the, uh, COVID going on and homeschooling, do you think there are some children now who are being abused at home, but not getting the help they need? Because their teacher can no longer intervene. I think the numbers would be mind blowing how many children are out there now that I believe are in a more fearful environment because they can't get away to school. Mm. Yes. So what would be your advice 
that uh, you would like to share today with our listeners? If if you suspect your child is being molested, sexually molested, do something. Be brave for them. Call the authorities and do something about it. Sometimes you would think, I guess, some of the mothers uh, or whoever it would be that's in the authority, uh, afraid of breaking up the relationship. Yes. And so they tend to say that the child is not being truthful when, in fact, the child is reaching out for help, but we're smashing them back. Get down, get out of here, quit lying. You're trying to mess up our relationship without the person saying that. And so yes, there is no relationship worth the crushing of a child's future. And no, that's what I get from your book. There's nothing. There's no relationship. You can stay with a person and that person is abusing your child. Why are you with them? Right. And, and I think it's the, maybe the mother's inability to comprehend why her husband is doing this to her child. And it's, and I just would illiterate and literate again to just be brave, speak out. Yes. The relationship is not worth it. Yeah. Well, sometimes also in that I can see that that mother is probably reliving some of her own childhood. Yes. And uh, so it's a cycle right. all over again. And she's afraid to speak out, you know, because of what happened when she was a kid. That's very true. Wow. It's a good point. That is so, uh, I tell you, you know, uh, Michelle, I really appreciate you being strong and writing this book. And it's, and people can get this book today. I mean, it's called Michelle Santana to hell and back and the healing power of forgiveness. So that part forgiveness is what you have done to complete your uh, healing. Yes. Yes. And forgiveness is for yourself, not for the people that hurt you. Right. Because it wasn't your fault. Right. Mm, That is so powerful. Powerful. I tell you, Michelle, man, I could I could go on talking about this for a little while longer, but we're kind of up against the wall here. I mean, you know, we right. to keep, you know, I tell you what, this is so I'm sure I'll get all kinds of feedback and callbacks and some folks probably want to have some questions they'd like to ask you. What if somebody wanted to contact you now? How would they reach out to you? They can find me on Facebook, Michelle Anna. Marie Santana, or they can find me on LinkedIn. All, all you need to do is, um, Google my first book, tell it all my son, and it will bring up my LinkedIn. Okay. And the profile. What we will do also, we will add that to our show notes. So people can okay. come to the show notes in case they, you know, they're driving or whatever. And, but if they listen to the podcast, they can just replay it. But uh, we will put it in our show notes so that people can find a way to contact you. My hat's off okay. to you. Kudos to you. I'm just so glad that you were able to share with us and you let us here at Extreme Carolina to talk with you. As a matter of fact, uh, I got other questions, but we're up against the wall. So I got to get out. Right. So I tell you what, okay. would you be willing to come back down the road? Yes. And can I say one thing in closing? Go say one more thing. Go ahead. 
I, I couldn't have my book to hell and back is extremely well read. I, I mean, it's very smooth reading and I couldn't have done it without my editor, Angie. Yeah. Give her a shout out. Say her name. Say her whole name. Angie Burns. There you go. Of Blairsville. <laughs> shout out to Angie Burns. We appreciate that. Well, yep. we'll put her name there in the show notes as well. So thank you so okay. very much. We appreciate you okay. coming on the show. God bless you. Continued uh, uh, success with your book. I know you got another one in you, and I can't wait to hear Yes. <laughs> thank you. Oh, thank you. All right. Take care of yourself, and uh, we'll be in touch soon. God bless. we see you soon. Okay. Take care. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Now, Bye. Okay. Before we leave the show today, we actually want to leave a quote of the day. Quote of the day. We have one we want to share with you guys, and uh, it's all good. But uh, the place to be happy is here. The time to be happy is now. Robert Ingersoll, quote of the day. Thank you, Michelle. Take care. God bless you. Bye. Bye.